0: All right, the big games are here. Nothing better than finals footy. Whoa! This is a shoulder charge. This isn't a shoulder charge. Spot the difference. The NRL comes up with new strapping for Andrew Pafida. Nick Kyrgios swings back at his latest critics. Bosra's is in as the Socceroos take on the heat of Abu Dhabi. And Olympic gold medalist Kim Brennan is our special guest. There's no subject we won't tackle. On the back page. Live. I wanted to run around here in the baggy green. I want to be
1: on TV shows like this where we can have a laugh. Never ever give up. They think we're not strong enough, but we just feed the world. Their is are dull. I got pats in the back of the head regularly. It's just
0: unfortunate it was from the coach. Yes, good day, buddy, and welcome. Should I wait for the people who think we're on Fox Sports 501 <laughs> to find us? Right Hello away. and welcome to our new homes
2: during
0: the uh, footy finals. Yeah. Great
2: to have your company,
0: uh, new channel, but we have the old firm with us, Kelly Underwood and Robert Craddock. Hello and welcome to you both.
2: Thanks for using old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: in the nicest possible way, with a lot of love, Kel. Sure. Ryan Fitzgerald and Mark Bosnich. Good evening, Squisy. How are you? Very, very Good. well. I know it's a huge night for you, going through to for the Socceroos yes, as well at the earliest hours of the morning. So thanks for dropping by for tonight. Pleasure. Alright, finals footy. Uh, It's all over the country. It's happening. You can smell it in the air. I hope your team is in the mix. If they're not, I hope they're not committing any Mad Monday atrocities. Let's start there. Now, the Parramatta Eels decided to go for one last headline after a shocking year. Brad Takarangi and Manu Ma'u chose these tasteful costumes yesterday in the Eels Mad Monday campaign. What do we make of this? Uh, see, to me, when your spokesman has to say the line, and I quote, it's definitely not a reference to ISIS or criminal gangs, you know you've chosen <laughs> the wrong outfit, don't you think? <laughs> just bad taste. Do you know what? There's an element of Parramatta that's
3: got their middle finger in the air to just about everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just as... Look, it's not the crime of the century, and we're not going to sit here like five Methodist ministers and say this is outrageous, mm-hmm. but what it is, it's just another example of para being a little bit smarmy about life.
1: There, they won a couple of prizes at the Big Bash League for their uh, fancy dress, which is good. I think they won a bucket of KFC. and <laughs> It's not bad. And it's good to see that they've read the dress code at Silverwater. So I think they got one of them off to Danny Wick's, didn't they? <laughs> that
2: Monday just always delivers, doesn't it? We can lock yeah. this in for a lead on our show on this date every single year, whether it's AFL, NRL, whatever it might be. Yeah. But And some go to great effort and are absolutely hilarious. I look at that and you know, I'm not sort of stitching my sides up or anything. And I I guess I agree with Crash a little bit. For a team that's been, a club that's been in trouble with some of their players with the law this year, it's a bit Dumb and stupid, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Well, Manu Mau, in fact, spent like three years in a a Kiwi prison. So he had the costume already. So you you can (laughs) forgive him. That's okay. Uh, All right. Now, Raiders Jack Whiten's season was on the line when he faced the judiciary tonight to fight a shoulder charge ban. Uh, Mick Ennis had no case to answer for his non shoulder charge, as we found out. There's Jack Whiten's. Now, as we speak, they are still deliberating on this. It's a crucial one. Crash. Understand, it didn't start off all that well. This uh, meeting this evening.
3: Well, Tan, I've got to have a bit of a chop at them for their lack of professionalism. I mean, Chris McKenna, who's on the judiciary, missed the plane. He was late. Another mm. member was half an hour late. I mean, the boys coming up from Canberra, Ricky Stewart, was there in plenty of time. Yep. And it just sums up the judiciary. I mean, their explanation yesterday was was bewildering. How Ennis was not guilty and Whiten was guilty. Yeah. Mm. For mine, this is one era I reckon this is rub- McEnnis's one, as you speak yeah, there. Yeah, to me they're very similar. And if you were doing a video, of what a shoulder charge is, you just play the Whiten one. I don't. I know everyone's trying to get him off. I feel sorry for the kid too. But that's just a shoulder charge, Whiten's. I reckon the best rule on this is in Rugby Union, where it's really clear. They just say. If you don't use your arms in a tackle, it's illegal. And that's sort of the catch-all phrase, Mm. which pretty much catches all the indiscretions.
1: Well, on the back paper there, saying that his arm was up. So what are your thoughts? Do you think the judiciary are going to pick that up? Do you
0: think he's a big chance of getting off? Well, that is the only defence. They've used that because that's how McEnnis got off. Because there was separation from the arm to to the side. Well, Uh, I I would say that his is up
1: further than what Mix was. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, you say you can compare them. I don't know whether it's fair to compare them. Mick Ennis looked like he was almost bracing mm. and he had no intent similar. and it wasn't the, very forceful, whereas Mick Ennis
0: has been... We just saw Mick Ennis there. He, yeah. he was very really, lucky.
2: They look I different think, to me. Right. Look, I, just look, just, I just
0: think if Mick
4: gets off, that boy should have got to get off as well. I don't think you can... I, I really don't think you can discriminate. But Whiten's come
2: charging in and he looked like he's, he's a bit more full mm. of intent. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know, but I come he, at it intent with... Intent can
4: only up. come... You can really... The guy only knows what intent... or the lady only knows Yeah, but, Boz, he line. him lined
3: him up. You could tell.
4: Yeah. He yeah. came yeah, absolutely. With him. He had
3: every opportunity yeah. to use his arms, can... and he didn't
0: use them. Mm.
1: And Canberra are using Ken Kratz from making a murderer, which is good from that case as well, so
0: <laughs> pretty confident that they should be able to get him off. We did see Mick Ennis. He said the, t- the tackles were totally different. He did have a lot of lotto tickets as well. He <laughs> the po- he's a very lucky man. He will be playing this weekend. We'll keep you up to date. If there's any decision during this next episode out, you will find out immediately. It's important for the Raiders, obviously. They may be without White and we're not sure, obviously, but they look so good at the moment. They smashed the Tigers out the weekend. Again, the Tigers will bang up for. This is at Leichhardt in front of a full house.
3: The greatest tribute you could pay to them was, if you put them in black jerseys, you'd swear you're watching the All Blacks in an yep. attack. Honestly... Ow. Just people backing up the ball carrier. Look at this. Running, passing, kicking, conjuring. You know, stuff that's mm. just freedom of expression. The All Blacks backing up. Honestly, if that's what they're like, Tony, you yep. are the closest league team I've seen to the All Blacks in years. Do the you, way you, they're playing. It's a huge uh, call.
1: You're exactly right. The Tigers were shocking on the weekend. Yep. But do they go into the final series with that confidence? Will Ricky be saying to them, keep doing those flick passes, keep going for all that... I Dude, hope I so, because they're, so. they're so attractive yeah. and that's they what's making them special.
0: With yeah. that, that flick pass, the Joey Le Lua, he's playing unbelievable footy. Mm. But look, this moment just sums it up, the team and him. Oh, that mm. that's wow. so cool. Yeah. That's what you do in the backyard with your brothers, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, but it sums up their
3: whole mindset. They've been the best attacking team all year. And to even think about it, never mind
0: try it. You, you, your mind's got to be so free. So... They're, they're, they've been exquisite to watch, all year. Yelling at a player uh, to put him off his kick, it's a long-standing tradition. We love it. Chewy on your boot, that works. It's a brick, can be good. Uh, it's hard to go past lolly legs. It's a classic and worked in the Holden Cup at the weekend as well with the Canberra kicker. Uh, he was kicking for the win. Uh, and the lolly legs combination... Uh, just have a listen.
4: Oh, lolly legs again. The call goes up. Oh, no! The scores are locked.
1: (laughs) It's a draw!
0: (laughs) Beaten by lolly legs. (laughs) Lolly legs. (laughs) love it. On the field, again, Melbourne Storm. They took out the minor premiership, as we know. Far too good for the Sharkies on Saturday night. Melbourne, of course, the fourth Queensland team in the finals. Hard to back against the Storm through the back end. They've got those big game players, Crash, haven't they? Oh,
3: look, I reckon I've spent 20 weeks down here looking for reasons why the Storm won't win it this year. And suddenly you've just got to raise your hands and said, maybe it's just them. Their forwards are huge. They've got the best captain, the most scheming playmakers. Maybe they just go bang, bang and win it. You know, it's just you are,
2: So you just compared the, the Canberra Raiders to the yep. All Blacks. But with the Melbourne Storm, is there a team... In any code in the country that gives you value for money than the Melbourne Storm. Mm. 13 finals appearances in the Ooh. last 14 years. And, Remarkable. And, to... and
3: every February, when they say the tipsters get asked which team will slide this year, yep, oh, we all say Storm, 12. but they, never do. Yeah. But they see, never
1: do. I think that game this weekend I, determines the grand final. I reckon who's going to win this yeah. year because it, I, I, the Cowboys are yep. a chance against the Storm and if they can win that, they're going to be tough to beat. They could go all the way. Mm.
0: We did see the Storm there with the JJ Giltland shield. Your newspaper, the Courier Mail, could not <laughs> resist another dig <laughs> at poor old Paul Gallon. Gal watches another Smith <laughs> Watch a Smith lift another trophy. It is the truth. And you know what? They've got a funny relationship, those two, because Gallon...
3: <laughs> Just categorically says every time, Smith's the best player I've seen, but he can't beat him and it drives him insane.
0: (laughs) All right, the NRL Integrity Unit has been looking into the Andrew Fafita story, trying to work out how a grown man can be so stupid, sticking messages for support for a convicted one-punch killer on his wrist during games. What have you made of this, Boz? Um, Well, look, 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 for me, there's quite a few situations in there. Obviously,
4: they're all related. Um, The consorting law itself, for me, that's a dangerous avenue to go down. Yep. Um, but the fact that he's supporting somebody in public and in the public domain, I think, is, is really wrong. Um, he's come out today, I turned around and said, you know, I'm trying to give that, that coward puncher a bit of hope. But well, what hope did he give that Thomas Kelly? Mm. I'll tell you what, he gave him absolutely none. He died, his brother then died, his family's life, uh, uh, both of them are ruined for the rest of their life, you have to say, family and friends. It was a catalyst for those ridiculous lockout laws that we have. And I just think it's poor form. I think he's been basically manipulated by the coward puncher because if that guy who's in prison had anything about him, he would say to Andrew Fafita, if he's his mate, don't do this. Don't do this on behalf of me. You know, because it's just selfish, in my opinion. And he's put him in a shocking position. I think he's been manipulated by the coward puncher, and I think it's completely wrong to do it in the public domain. What he does in his yeah, private look, life... Look, let's worry about what that. What he does in yeah. his private life, if he wants to go visit him at prison, for me personally... That's the thing. That's all the right. thing. well, I mean, nobody... personally, that's, for me, that's... All right, that's uh, uh, that's what he wants to yep. do. That's what he wants to do. But as soon as he gets on that pitch in the public domain and he starts to put things like that... Imagine those parents, those Kelly parents watching now, how they would feel. Just think about that for a second. Well, and, absolutely. Forfeet, and Andrew Fafita's got kids as well. Yep. How would he feel
0: if one of those kids suffered what Thomas Kelly did? Yeah, no, no, absolutely, and that's the notion. Obviously, that you know, the consorting thing—they're going to visit somebody in jail. People have partners; that happens. Oh,
3: look, it's complex, Tony. I mean, I'll give you an example. Like Mel Meninga's younger brother, Bevan, spent 20 years in jail for murder. Yep. Now the Meninga family tried to rehabilitate him, yeah, so yeah. that involves visits. So there's nothing wrong with that, and you never know what mm. a guy is saying to another guy in jail. Yeah. That is a separate issue. That's a issue. separate issue. That's what I'm to saying his, crash. Yeah. And, and I've got to say this. I'm sort of surprised. Are Cronulla ever up to pace with these decisions? Or do they just get dragged in at the last moment and mm. do the bare
2: minimum what I they've know, got to do? How can it have taken this long? <sighs> Was it seven times? I the Seven games yep. that he'd played? So, look, and, and he's described the man that's in jail as like a, a brother or a family member, and if he wants to go and do that in his private life, then he yes. is entitled to, to, to do that. Mm. Absolutely. But, I mean, he's showing support publicly for a man that has killed someone... I find that so hard to stomach, in a sense. And, you know, you talk about the Kelly family. They've been to hell and back. In fact, they probably haven't come back from hell, Tony, because they have lost two sons as a result of this. That's their permanent address. And, you know, at the moment, they would be trying every day waking up to think of happy memories of those two boys. And by putting this on the public arena... It just brings back the memory of the man that created all this hell for them.
0: Absolutely. All right, look, it was an unusual send-off for Robbie Farrer at Leichhardt on Sunday. He didn't play, of course. I think he spoke to the crowd, was introduced to the crowd at halftime with the Tigers getting pasted by the Raiders. Then he ended up drinking some kind of cooler, or was that cider? I'm not sure, on the old scoreboard by himself there. It's just an odd
1: look, isn't it? No, I love it. I reckon it was one of the best images all year. Really? Yeah, I really did love it. Like, you know, you know, you don't get old school boards at uh, grounds anymore, Kel. Uh, I've got a classic one here. I, I picked up a girl after a Crows game once at a late oval, if you want to <laughs> show mine there. There
0: it is. <laughs> oh! <laughs> it was under
1: the old scoreboard, And uh, Les Burdett, curator of the ground, I think conceived a couple of his kids up in that
2: school board. <laughs> oh. so, so we well, need to bring more back. So well uh, done, well, I was going to say that photo was just all about Robbie that day. clearly your photo was all about <laughs> the, one, the,
1: the
3: one that was in the Daily
1: Telegraph was, was just brilliant. Yeah, the sun was. going yeah. down, him having a beer, just
3: at his club that he grew up with. Fitzy, I always thought it was a statement about Adelaide when you drove in. And here's a big poster of Les Burnett, the local curator. Like in Sydney it might be <laughs> Russell Crowe or
0: someone, but in Adelaide, our big celebrity. <laughs> the curator. The curator. <laughs> it was beautiful, him up there on that school, but all his mates were in the dressing room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, You'd imagine the Brisbane Broncos would be wary of what Jared Hayne will bring to the table when they face the Titans, but Sam Thide was having none of that.
5: There's no guarantee in him playing, actually, so he might have a dream tomorrow night and leave the game again and, don't know, take up water polo or something. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs>
0: <laughs> he,
5: he's
4: on fire, semi Thido. Yeah. I just love He has. But, but, but I wanted to ask you, is that a sign a little bit insecure on the Broncos side or is it just basically mind games, putting it back onto uh, the title? You know
3: what it is? It's Thido being Thido. He, he's just a serial <laughs> pot stirrer. But the point is interesting. Like, where is Jared Hayne in this comeback? His form. He hasn't been great. He hasn't mm. been terrible. Mm. Yep. Greg Bird was interesting today he said that it sort of disrupted their rhythm, having him there. Like, he's razzle dazzle. He said, we were just graft that, so we're getting used to each other. So there's a bit of a watch on what he's got at the moment. He's kicked
2: a winning field goal, though. He's won a game off his own boot. I think you've got to give him a little bit of time. And he's adjusting, and he's been a little bit injured. We are so quick to judge.
3: No, no, but but he's just, for the superstar that he is, he's judged by high standards, and he'll be better next year. Absolutely. Mm.
0: right, it's been a while since we've seen an atomic wedgie, but uh, Matthew Wright gave Josh Mansour a beauty. It was one for the ages. This is terrific. Uh, down goes and look—he's specific too. The shorts aren't good enough. Actually, goes for the undies. And whoop! Oh, oh.
1: <laughs> Actually, oh. I, just an update for everyone as well. Uh, the judiciary has just handed down Maddie Wright a two-week detention.
0: he <laughs> will um, <laughs> <laughs> be sticking behind the next couple of sad days at school. Remember, the, the king of the wedgie was Jason Stevens, who he was in trouble all the time. But there's a great one here. We can also show you. This though is Jamal Idris. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the time. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is something you'd see in the schoolyard, <laughs> <laughs> grade seven, and you know, a re- grade two. That's yeah. going to
1: leave a couple of skid
0: marks, yeah. for sure. Come back, Jamal. All right, to AFL. And has the bye week heightened your expectations of the finals this weekend, or just made you go, well? Where's the footy? Kel, what have you made of it?
2: Well, if you asked me this time last week, I would have said it would be 100 to 1 that we would see the buy round next year. And now I would say it's about 50-50. I think a a lot of people slowly got their head around it. Um, The biggest winners were the women's footy game Mm. and also the Melbourne Storm. And any time that happens, I think that's uh, probably a good thing. And when you consider Crash, the decision-makers are obviously the AFL and also the television broadcaster. They had record ratings for the exhibition games, the Legends match on Friday night, and record ratings for the women's match on the Saturday night. So the broadcaster's up for it. They want it, and the AFL likes really? it as well. Oh,
3: I thought it was... I just thought the whole air went out of the competition. Like, it just it was like pricking a balloon. And, you know, and the... Yet again, the paying punter probably finishes about third or fourth in the argument. But you go down and ask the fans; they thought it was terrible. Yeah. You know, what about the ratings for the women's? That was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Some of the and best good they on ever them. had. Fantastic. But I still think your common fan was craving. It was brilliant momentum going into the finals.
2: I think we'll pick up a bit of momentum now. I mean, it's slowly... feels like it's slowly building. Maybe I think the, the consensus is throw in a few players, best and club, best and fairest. There was a, an idea of even maybe put the Brownlow medal on on Sunday night just to top it off. So every day you're sort of building and building. But... The players, the leading players have made some great points. If mm. the Swans, if your Swannies win this weekend, yes, host a preliminary final, they would mm. have played one football game, one final in 28 days. Which
0: mm. is a more important thing football-wise than anything yeah. else. That's it. And yes, so if
2: yeah. the Swans were, say, to lose the prelim, yeah. what, well, of course, we'll be talking about in two or three weeks' time. It's to losing touch. If the players the had a
4: poll, which way would they vote?
2: Uh, I think well, a lot of the leading players have spoken in the last twenty-four hours and said they didn't mind having it off, but mm. I think we have to wait and see. We can't judge. I mean, if there's four finals and four blowouts this weekend, mm. yeah. we won't be doing it. It next did, year. of course,
0: as you mentioned that by we gave the clear air for the women's game, which is terrific. It was the Western Bulldogs and Melbourne, and there were some great skills. As you said, lots of people watch that watch this game on the telly, you know, and the game was played beautifully. Well,
2: what a way, really, to launch a brand new competition. It's the, the perfect springboard. When you want a successful right. sport, you, lo- you will need sponsors. They're jumping on board. You want a big TV audience. They've got that. They had that on Saturday night. You want a big crowd there. They had 6,500 who were there to watch genuine high-class football. I think a lot of people were taken back by the skills that these women displayed. And you want a character. You want a superstar. And they unearthed one on Saturday night. Moana Hope. Six kick goals. Six goals. Yeah. She's already yeah. going to Collingwood to play next year. And, uh, I mean, you've got to remember, amateur. These are amateur um, sports women at the moment. So they're just playing in your local league, playing in suburbia. When they get a little bit of professionalism into them, who knows what the future might hold?
0: Apart from the women's match, which obviously was terrific, there were some old blokes running around in the EJ Witten Legends game. Look, I like Jason Akemanis. Uh, i got a lot of time for him. A lot of people had to wait years to see this happen to him. Uh, Fitzy, what's going on here? Oh <laughs> <he goes. laughs> big fella. I think Michael Voss has been found guilty for actually setting
1: up that assassination. Former <laughs> <laughs> premiership
2: teammate. <laughs> he paid his,
0: paid his old teammate, Chris Johnson, there. Geez, he's done that a few times, Chris Johnson, hasn't he? Yeah. Acker, of course. He, he was playing really well, actually, when that happened. David Roden, though, for me, he was the real star. And he was the goal umpire of his performance. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> brilliant. That's a great kick out. His sister Helen here, she kicked a couple of goals as well, uh, which was great. So he wanted to have a little bit of a celebration with her. So this is what the goal umpire should be yeah,
5: like. this
0: That is a work of genius. <laughs> Uh, that is bringing the punter back to the footy. All right, the Sydney Swans have uh, picked up their first trophy of the postseason. Callum Mills winning the Rising Star Award. This is the great news for the Swans. He has been sensational playing down the back. And for Swans, he follows Goodsey, won it. Dan Hannabury won it. Uh, and he is another young man who, from the moment he came onto that list, has looked like a seasoned player.
1: And didn't get his nomination until Round 16 as well. And you know what? I've met him before. He's a quality kid, like... Just brilliant. I just love seeing stories like this and his confidence grow so much and God, for his age, playing in front of the biggest stage now in a final series, it's just, that's what footy's all about. And
2: Sydney born and bred. He grew up absolutely obsessed with the Swans, which is a great story. He tells the story of when he was about uh, four and he walked in after kicking around in the backyard and spoke to his mum and said, why didn't you call me Tony? It wasn't after you.
0: Oh. He... <laughs> hey, what about the where's, looky? Where's the story going then? Did you Tony see the big eyes come <laughs> up <you> know, <laughs> and the slight
2: swagger? I love Tony Lockett and he couldn't uh, understand oh. why you called me Callum instead of Tony. Uh, so yeah. it's a good
0: story. It is brilliant. He's, he's a modest boy, Callum. I just hope his ambitions for the Swans in the finals aren't too modest. Have a listen to him today.
5: Hopefully we're not done and hopefully you get to see us towards
0: the end of uh, September and start of October. Thank you. I hope we're not done. <laughs> <I> haven't played <laughs> a final yet. This is the
4: last thing he wants to do before the final series is to make some ridiculous claim. And you, you go back and all your teammates and go, what are you saying that for? You don't want to upset anyone. Look what happened to Gal <laughs> oh, when was you upset the bad. Queenslanders. Yeah. Yeah. Look, the other, quickly, the other, other result
0: of that bye week is, in terms of marketing, I mean, that game you say now, the Sydney Derby, yes. the final, it's got 51,000 sold already.
2: 51,800 sold already. The SCG holds about 47-48 at a squeeze. So, so far it's looking like that decision from the AFL is... Um, paying off. Speaking of
0: marketing, what have we made of the the notion of who's going to be doing the entertainment at the AFL grand yep. final? They've gone for locals, Vance Joy and Living End are going to be doing the job, uh, performing at the grand final. Uh, good choice. Great selection.
1: Uh, Vance Joy's brilliant. Living End are a great live band as well and we've still got an international that they're going to announce too and there's a few rumours floating around. Kings of Leon, mm. Uh, I think Sting, Sting is I've also, has been thrown out there as well. And Meatloaf Sun as well
4: might be. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do we make too much about the entertainment? I mean, it's about the game. You know, there's people oh. they go on about it too much, about the entertainment at the at It's the always
1: ball. the game. That's the number one focus, Boz, but the entertainment's always good. You know, yeah. there was also talk of maybe trying to get you, saying, bold out for the sprint, the AFL sprint. Really? And a bit of twerking at half time.
0: <laughs> 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 Would be good. You know how much we like an impressive entrance on this show? Well, this Western Kentucky college footy team started their season with a beauty. Look, here we go. See, up smoke's up impressive.
5: It. Oh, this <laughs> nice. makes it slightly hard to work what out where you're running.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Your first moment of the season. It's what, is, it's it's a, a,
1: Peloton going down at the Tour de France.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Tour de Lardas. <laughs> and, of course, because that happened this weekend, it makes it impossible for us not to show you just a couple of our old favourites. Uh, have a look. There we go. Running very, very fast. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the cheerleader. Just trying to fix the banner up. <laughs> you can look over the shoulder. <laughs> to the US Open, and how dare John McEnroe continue to bag Nick Kyrgios when he's down now. What has John McEnroe ever done? Kyrgios, of course, was a little bit emotional, Kel. He had, there he is. He had to retire with that hip injury. McEnroe was scathing saying, and I quote, Nick Kyrgios, if you don't want to be a professional tennis player do something else.
2: Uh, he's bang on, I think, John McEnroe, because I mean, Nick needs to understand that you can't have it both ways. You have to realise that if he's not going to commit himself, well, then he's going to get injured and he's not going to win tournaments. And if he wants to play like that, I mean, we know he's got the talent. But if he wants to be lazy, and he's spoken about it publicly, he's put it on the record that you know he doesn't want to coach because he doesn't want to train every day. But isn't he just injured? Yeah, what, but he he's have- but he's injured because he's not getting in the gym and he's not getting fit. He's just playing whenever he's pl- whenever he's playing. His, his matches are scheduled, and I think. You can't have it both ways because he then gets a little bit uppity when he is criticised mm-hmm. so or when fans dislike him.
3: Kel, do you think... I've got a theory McEnroe likes Kyrgios and it's almost like coaches used to do to Andrew Simons. They, the, the coaches who liked him most really got into him and said, Ooh. I'm so frustrated in you. You know, you've got it. But, mm-hmm. but the interesting thing with Kyrgios, remember when Pat Cash had a go at him and that became a bit, a bit of an issue and all the old tennis players privately said, uh-uh, Nick... Pat had a work ethic was beyond yeah. anything yeah. you haven't. You yep. know what I mean? And, and it was a really but, clear
2: line. Yeah, and see, Roger Rashid's had a crack at him as well yeah, in the last yeah. 24 ooh. hours, and he he didn't like what Pat Cash said, and he didn't like what Roger Rashid said, but he did tweet earlier today saying, "John McEnroe, fair enough, fair point, I'll, I'll take it on board." Here's his tweet. Well, you it, know, I understand that, but Roger Rashid, I mean, look at look at the um, the attitude in that sort of ooh. response. I
1: think we've got to understand that these. Kids, he doesn't know... He hasn't had a real job. They start from so young and they're in a bubble. We spoke Absolutely. about this before the show. Yeah, they, yeah. Socially, they're very awkward. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, they, and the only way... They have low self-esteem and they defend themselves on social media, which is the worst thing you can do if anyone has a crack at it. Yeah. Well, they've got a lot of time to kill, a yeah, lot of I,
0: hotels, and a lot right. of boredom. I won't ask you, boss, because you'd said to just ignore Nick Kyrgios, so that's what mm. we'll do. Because obviously he's responsible for those ridiculous lockout laws you yeah. were talking about. Well, the
4: time he's really got to worry about is when people don't say anything at all, Indeed. and I, that's what I'm saying what Crash was saying was spot on. Um, generally, people, if they care about you, will say something. Yep. You know, whether it be good or bad, if they don't care about you, they won't say nothing at all.
0: But he does some great stuff, doesn't he? I mean, th- I think this time around, Bernard Tomic was the worst offender uh, because of what he had to say. He was the clear winner in the kind of Aussie atrocities game, which we love to watch here. Suggesting an obnoxious fan get up close and personal with his undergarments, <laughs> which I think is just a terrific idea. Uh, he was fined, I think, ten thousand US dollars uh, for talking about the tennis balls. Uh, is mean, it wrong? What's going on? This
2: is all linked. This is exactly the same with Nick Kyrgios. Fans are giving him a hard time because of the way yeah. he behaves in public. It'll so they worse. know that they can reel him in. Yeah. I mean, if Rafael Nadal's playing that game, does a fan sit there and yell out to him and bait him and mm. try and get him? Because, mm. he, he, you know, he's a hothead. They're both hotheads. He's gettable. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's so why they're doing close.
0: it. Yeah. At Flushing Meadows, they're right yeah. there, aren't they? yeah. 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 All right, uh, look, there are very few certainties in sport apart from the lines drawn on the field. Unless it's, it's this line, uh, which I think has been drawn beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> he's in, he's out, no, he's out, no, he's in, no, he's out. It's an American high school game. It's brilliant, isn't it? Adapted. I think we can actually show you the man responsible, though, for drawing the line. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, there he comes. It's <laughs> I'm not quite <laughs> finished uh, Let me Thanks, try up another long draw. Uh, don't, 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 oh, don't touch me. I'm OK. <laughs> Coming up, we, we get Boz's take on the Soccer soccerers' road to the World Cup, get lost in our top five, and why this defender wasn't celebrating for long <coughs> after a rare hat trick. Here's Urich, he gets to a toad. Good ball in.
1: Of the net is shattered, and Australia go one clear.
3: paramoy's searching... corner. Yeah, that's the Tommy Urrich
1: does have his name on the score sheet now. 2-0 Australia.
5: ruse have done what they needed to do. Three points on the board towards Russia.
0: Now, yeah, well, after that win over Iraq and Perth, Soccerers continue their campaign for a World Cup spot in the UAE overnight. 40 degrees, it's predicted to be. Perfect football weather, Boz? Uh,
4: not really, but it will be the same for both sides. I think we have to be careful not to make too much of a point of it. Um, I'm sure they'll be doing that in camp as well because your mind can start thinking about the weather. That's automatically making excuses for them. It will be a difficult game. All these teams in Asia... Crash, they're getting better and better every year. We saw the team that we're playing tonight, uh, later on tonight, United Arab Emirates, actually beat Japan away in their Mm -hmm. opening encounter. Uh, We'll talk about that in a little bit. Obviously, there's a little bit of controversy there, but still, that's an amazing result. And this team, the UAE, have been together for a very long time. They played in the Olympics together, played in youth teams together. They came third here during the the, uh, Asian Championships. uh, And... uh, Look, I think the Australians, uh, the way that they play, the way that Ange has set them up, this will actually suit Australia because we like to keep possession and when you're playing in in that particular heat, it's always good um, to basically... You can set the tempo of the game, but this will be a massive test for them. Will they win? Look, I think they will. Um, I saw enough the other night against Iraq to to, to think that we've actually gone up another step. Um, the, the, The likes of Tommy Rogic are really starting to come to the fore. Um, it, it won't be easy um, by all means, but we are the number one team in Asia, and uh, and we are that for a reason. And and we need to basically keep going and keep going, keep stamping our authority on this confederation. Because like I said, all these other teams are getting so close to us. And and look for a build up to Russia, because I know Ange deep down, um, you know, wants to at least emulate the 2006 Golden Generation by getting into the last 16 mm-hmm. and and hopefully even even further. Um, so these are the type of games, World Cup qualifiers, you know, away from home. Coming up against a team who just beat in Japan, where players have got to start to now go up another level. And sort of, you know, and to say, right, I'm here, I'm a character, I'm going to I'm going to control this game, we're going to win this game.
0: Timmy Cahill didn't come on in the game. In no, he didn't, no. He's desperate to go uh, come on later yes. on tonight. He's also desperate to play on. Yes. Is it right for him to do that?
4: Yeah, of course it is. Uh, look, Timmy, you know, I think a lot of people in Australia have got to realise as well, Timmy could have stayed in the Premier League when he left Everton, for at least another four or five years. But because he wanted to continue playing for Australia, he sacrificed that. Mm. You know, he went to America, he went to China. That was really to extend his career because those leagues weren't as, as demanding as the Premier League is. And, he's got, you know, he's 36, but he's, he's got a body of a 29, 30-year-old. So he'll, he'll, he'll be 38. He'll be 38. He'll be 38 by then. Is it
2: first Australian, would it be, to play in four World Cups?
4: Yes, it will be. Yes, it but will But he's be.
2: entitled um, to, isn't he? If oh, he wants to you know, get
4: there. definitely. But, yeah. look, as much as he's entitled to it, Ange is a strong enough manager to say, regardless of the fact that you're entitled to it, if you're not doing the business, yeah. he won't yeah. pick him. But um, he is somebody that that has done the business for Australia continually and will do <clears> so. But I think a lot of people sort of tend to forget that. You know, it's a little bit of a tall poppy syndrome at the moment with Timmy coming back here for a lot that of That wouldn't happen We've got to be very careful yeah. with yeah. that because, uh, you know, at the moment when you think about Australian football, you think Tim Cahill yeah. and we don't want to knock him down to a point
0: where, you know, from, from a public perspective
4: where well, we don't get what we really want out of him.
0: Uh, UAE, as you mentioned, they surprised a few people when they did beat Japan, who, you know, terrific team. There was, as you mentioned, an element of luck or certainly controversy. Mm. That ball, tell me it hasn't gone it was the, it, it
4: was over the line but this just brings back to the to the point oh, we know uh, during the World Cups, uh, there is goal-line technology. But yeah. I, I would also have a fifth official, like they do it in, in yeah. UEFA Champions League games. They did it at the European Championship. A big enough game, surely. Yes, to have a fifth official just right there by, by the goal. because they that, that lost 1-0,
2: didn't
4: they? One, one, yeah. 2-1. Yeah. Yeah, that could them. end up costing him a qualification, yeah, and you're right. talking millions.
1: If that was Colombia, someone would have got compensated in the car park. So <laughs>
0: true. <laughs> That's so true. Nothing better than a dog on the field, particularly when one of the players is a non-dog person. Uh, look, he thinks, then he and the dog's really got a fix on him. Oh. <laughs> uh, just a lesson for young kids don't run away, don't run from the dog, stand your ground, and the dog won't come chasing Good to see, him. All, <laughs> good to go. good to see all his teammates. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> if,
1: this goes on for 20 minutes. If only Mitchell <laughs> Pearce reacted like that.
4: You'll for that one.
0: When a defender scores a hat trick of goals, there needs to be a special celebration. Obviously, it's defender. What are you doing up there? This Swedish player, look, maybe went a little too far. That's a, it's a nice goal. Cracker. That's a nice goal. So he decides just to do the run. Don't come near me. I've got my own private celebration. Over he goes into the stands. Very <laughs> <man. I> <laughs> good. It's a oh. yellow card.
1: It's worth it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it is. They were leading him at 6 0 at the time. Then he goes well, back 6 down right, and gives yes. it to yeah, yeah, yeah. you again. Yeah. Well, see, I think we have to show you the original and the best. This is Mark Piggy Riddell when he was playing for the Dragons. Goes over, scores the try this is years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoop, yeah. Over he goes. And, and there Exactly. That was the last Trice and George
4: scores. Yeah, no for no, no <laughs> him. Yeah, he Another huge that,
0: task yeah. for the Wallabies this weekend. because they're taking on South Africa in Brisbane. Uh, Samu Karevi says the Wallabies learnt a lot from the drubbing by the All Blacks. Although the Kiwis seem to be operating with something of a physical advantage. They grow an extra
4: leg when you play there. So for us, you know, um, we have to grow an extra leg and, and, and play well. But at the end of the day, you know, it's, um, they've got two legs and we've got two legs. <laughs>
3: There's st- so many legs, it's like <laughs> putting a coddy on. or <laughs> yeah, that's
5: right.
3: The human octopus of rugby. But uh, it's a big game, Tony. Yeah, Honestly, if they lose seven in a row, I don't think Michael Checker will go back to the hotel. I think he'll just fly and, and mm. live at Alice Springs for the rest of the season. But yeah. it, it, they've got to find a way to beat South Africa. And I think they will, Kel.
0: I, I think they mm. will. And, but that's just the start of their journey. Man, oh, man, there's some ground to catch up. Yeah, mm. it's big, Saturday in Brisbane. All right, to cricket. And Australia has salvaged something from the Sri Lanka Tour, winning the one day. 4-1. What's more, skipper David Warner, who managed to become the first Aussie to score a one-day century in Sri Lanka. He saved up because he's had a pretty lean tour, although his captaincy, everybody's raving about how he's gone in that department.
3: Yeah, he's gone OK, but you've got to remember this Sri Lankan team didn't have the guy who destroyed Australia in the Test Series, Rangana Harath, and Ricky Ponting said today, he said, the thing that gets me about this series, they have no context mm. and no meaning. We've just sat here for five minutes, Boz, yep. and listened to your... Excellent analysis of a sport that has context. We're two years out from the World Cup. Mm. This match tonight is important. And we're all enjoying the journey. Mm. The whole nation goes on the journey. These little isolated one day tournaments, but how just can you mean put nothing. Them in a, a bigger be... picture? Well, I, I think they could have something to do with World Cup
4: rankings yes. and, and,
3: and seedings and, and things like well, that. For the it, next
4: World Cup, part of that journey, like soccer. And Crash, and, and you're saying that about football, uh, soccer, whatever you want to call it, um, they're actually FIFA, to be fair to them, actually looking to have a system where even the friendlies are, are not going to be friendlies anymore. They're going to be incorporated into a points system to end up qualifying, to actually even take out even more of the irrelevancy out of some of these friendlies, to be fair to them. Because, like you said, you know, there's only so much you can ask people uh, to sort of watch and, and pay for when they really know deep down there's not a lot riding on it.
0: No, nah, there's a lot. that We won. We won the 4-1. That's Tony, all I care about. Tony, look.
1: you would know we've dropped the number one test ranking. That's what everyone's still focusing
0: nah, on. No, that's mm. old hat now. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> nothing like as well the statement of the bleeding obvious. I love this. Now, here are the Aussies. They're champions. They've got the champions trophy lined up. Beautiful yeah. photograph. Yeah. Terrific. George here comes Bradley somebody with a sign statement of the <laughs> <leading> <laughs> obvious. Champions! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: Oh, <laughs> back, back in the
1: old days, they used to do that in suburban cricket so blokes could have a durry behind it. <laughs> That's you do it.
0: Uh, I'm just hearing that Jack Whiten has got off uh, wow. tonight, so yep. at the judiciary for that shoulder charge so should. ban. Uh, we'll find out in, in, in more detail. So that means he is, from what we're understanding, uh, if he's been found not guilty, will obviously be available to play this weekend, which is huge news. The question would then be in what does that mean for the shoulder? Is the shoulder charge back? Mm. Well well no. if, if he can get away with that, mm. you can get away with
3: pretty much anything. Mm. R- no. really. I think that would have been uh, severely warned crash, that yeah, anything yeah, but, more but, like that. But yeah? you're either cracking down on it, which they yeah. yeah. said they were, or you're not.
4: Well it's the final series, and, and you know, from a, a spectator who's, like I said, who's not who's rugby league top sport, I want to see the top players play. So unless it was something outrageous. Especially that be. So are it saying it's <laughs> a no. sexy hang, a on, case. hang, on, hang cool. on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yes, you can. Hang on. All right, unless it's <laughs> something absolutely outrageous. OK? Like the bottom line is you've let Ennis go. It's a tackle that's to, been
0: completely banned. It doesn't matter. Does it, you, so, you, so have you heard about adaptability? The finals, no,
4: guys. adaptability. You got to have People
0: adaptability. Have... <laughs> And adaptability is the
4: mark of a genius. You guys want the same blanket rules for the same time at the same... Otherwise there's anarchy. There's no, not anarchy. You've got to adapt to each situation individually. They've let Ennis off they have, they have no choice but Next, to let them Next, will be doing off. those ridiculous lockout laws. Yes.
2: Yes. <laughs> Don't get him started on yes. the lockout, Tony. Eight-year-old. Look, we'll come
0: back if there's any more information on that. That was <laughs> news just coming to hand. Eight-year-old Aussie golfer Ruby Kavanaugh uh, hits a great ball. No surprise then that people should want to capture it from a drone camera, which gives you a great angle. She uh, hits the ball. Oh! Put the camera oh, on no, no, no. Yeah. Awesome!
1: Down I go. That's and very... right. That's only about 20 grand worth of equipment
0: there. <laughs> Sensational, isn't it? All right, another week, another ridiculous catch from a baseball pitcher. This time it's uh, Zach McAllister. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah! yeah the leg, Ooh, straight up. Watch him go. A bruise. Oh. That's <laughs> a bruise. That's an ouch. That's what that is. Amazing. There he goes. And the amazing thing about that is having the presence of mind to still know where the ball is after it it's hit you and pops up. Unlike this catcher who didn't really yeah. know where the ball was at all, yeah, even though it's right up. in front of him. Right there, uh, where no, is, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, here it is. It's over here, mate. Uh, yeah, it's over here, <laughs> exactly. The angle here shows you uh, even uh, better. Uh, uh, where? Uh, well, oh, well, oh, who's got it? Well, well, uh, where is there it? There it is. <laughs> Brilliant. And which, oh, of course, as you would expect, brings us neatly to this week's top five. Where'd the ball go? <laughs> Brought to you by the new Holden Colorado. Number five. Look, no real excuse to oh. coming straight at you. You should know where it is. He's Got it. Got it. Number four. Kenny Benjamin. Love this. I'm not sure exactly what he's thinking. Comes in to bowl the first ball. Uh, gets bad here and goes. Wow, I've forgotten something. <laughs> what have I forgotten now? Oh, it's the ball! Oh, that's so <laughs> pretty important, again. <Jen. laughs> <laughs> that that's
2: so yeah,
0: no, no, You might need this lad. He was ne- oh. He's never a thinking fast bowler, can he? Exactly. <laughs> There's another one for, from baseball. This is a great effort by uh, Chris Davis. Uh, see, now he actually gets it, but he thinks he hasn't. Yeah. Where, where is it? Oh. <laughs> In the mitt, on the bounce. Because on the bounce he doesn't know. No, up, yes. no, Number two. Unusual, table tennis. Look, loft, look at the guy in the kind of grey. Where's it gone? Back. Oh! oh.
1: oh yeah. Look at his face That's
0: it? very good. At number one, one of our favourites, indoor football. Look, he's got all the cool moves, this bloke. Look, whoop, 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 whoop. Here I go, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> 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 <That's almost nice. laughs> After the break, Australia's golden girl from Rio joins us, Roa Kim Brennan, to talk Olympics and beyond. <laughs>
3: and no one is faster than Kim Brennan. She completes her set. Gold to Australia.
5: surreal at the time and I just wasn't sure if that was it. It was pretty special. (laughs)
0: Nothing gives me greater pleasure than to say welcome to a world champion and Olympic gold medalist, winner of the single skulls, Kim Brennan. Congratulations and welcome.
5: Well Thanks for having me. Yeah, so
0: great to have you here. Have you had a chance to... You talked about being surreal. Have you had a chance to kind of soak it all up to celebrate Usain Bolt style? <laughs> Get out <in> the club, <laughs> Do a bit of twerking. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Don't think I could ever match Usain Bolt, but um, we have had a chance to go around to a few of the different states and have a few welcome home ceremonies, and it, it does bring back house special the Olympics are and very satisfying.
4: And Kim, speaking about the Olympic Games this is your third. How did the actual Olympic Games in your opinion compare to the other two in London and in China?
5: I think it had a really unique vibe. Um, I think anyone who's been to Rio, it's a stunningly Mm. beautiful city. Um, The people were loving it. Like Mm. you'd go to a a cafe, a bar um, while the Brazilians were competing and just the sheer joy mm. the locals got from seeing um, their country people do well was really incredible. Um, I think with any Olympics, it has its own unique characteristics yeah. and, and we were lucky that the rowing was in a really beautiful part of Rio. <laughs> <laughs> can
1: you can we talk about how much you've dedicated your life to rowing? Um, we We actually did an episode, guys, on the recruit last year and we took the kids into the Institute of Sport and mm. Kim... Took the boys through a rowing exercise and they got to hear what her training regime was. And these guys were just blown away. I mean, you're training, you know, leading up to the Olympics. Is it right, like, eight hours a day, Kim?
5: Yeah, it does get up to sort of six to eight hours a day, six days a week. I think the nature of rowing, it's a non-impact sport, mm. so we can do a lot, and it's a, it's a power sport, but it's also an endurance sport. Yeah. So we need to be incredibly fit, you need to be strong, and it's highly technical. So definitely is a sport that rewards you if you put in the hours and also the intent in those hours that you're doing.
3: Mm. Kim, what about your father, Max, who'd played, what, 190-odd AFL games and he was there near the finish line, the beer in hand, his (laughs) girls won a (laughs) gold medal, and he (laughs) joked his way through the press conference in in fabulous form. But to take up Fitzy's point, when it talked about training, he said, "Uh uh-uh, no footballer I ever played with trained as hard as my daughter. End of story. He said that times you have to drag her off the exercise bike at home, almost passing out. Is that true?
5: I I think... So dad's a pretty proud father and so he can be prone to exaggerating things. (laughs) I think um, the thing that really drew me to rowing, it definitely rewards people who work hard, Mm. who keep going when things go wrong and who are willing to keep learning. And so that is what I love about the sport and I think that's why I've found some success in the sport.
3: And you were proud to get your dad away from the couch in footy season, weren't you? You said, can you really do it? Can you get him away from his couch?
5: Well, dad's a a country boy. He loves nothing more than just, you know, sitting on the couch with his mates and watching the footy. So for him to get all the way over to South America (laughs) was... was a huge <laughs>
2: accomplishment. And, and as Crash mentioned, I mean, he played AFL. Your brother works at Essendon, so you've got that AFL in your blood. We were talking, Crash, and I were talking recently about the success of the the women's leagues in Australia at the moment. And the, earlier in the show, talking about the footy and obviously the cricket. If you rewound 10 years ago, is that would you be picking AFL over rowing?
5: I think that's an interesting point because I did play Aussie yeah. as a kid and I loved it, and I grew up. I'm just idolising footy players. I wanted nothing more than to play footy. And you get to that stage of your life where it's not an option anymore. But that's going to change. And Mm -hmm. I think the foresight of the AFL, and also, let's be honest, cricket as well, in in making a pathway for young girls, it will be interesting. Um, As it stands, I ended up in rowing because I got injured from track and field, so I may still have ended up there. Um, but I think the opportunities for girls are really exciting now.
0: We saw the world champs, uh, you winning there. Then, of course, you've gone on and you've got this beautiful gold medal here, which uh, I hold now in front of you. Tony, you, you know if you touch it, that means you'll never win one yeah. in your
1: life. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, Tony, you've got the flu at the moment as well, mate. It's full of bacteria
0: now. Please put it down. But that event, you really streeted it. You did so brilliantly. Were you always aware of the command you had over the rest of the field?
5: I think um, something about rowing, it's highly technical. So, I was really focused on what I was doing. And um, I'm I'm also lucky. I I love finals day. um, So, I get pretty excited about putting out my best race then. Um, I think you never think you're across the line until you're across the line. Um, It's always hard to judge exactly when your legs are going to go on you. Yep. Um, And, fortunately, I made it across the line before before they went.
1: Kate, what... I mean, we're talking about your regime, you give up your whole life for this. Kim, you've now achieved everything that you want to and obviously you're a very driven woman, but is it still big on the agenda for you to keep rowing now? or, Or what are your thoughts?
5: I think it's a really difficult one because, as a sports person, you're so well supported by the people around you. You know, it might look like just me out there in a single skull, but the amount that, say, my husband at home puts in, it's, you know, I'm away overseas for three months of the year. And I think it's a pretty big ask on your friends and family, mm. um, the amount that, that you put in. Um, if I step away from rowing, I will i will definitely miss my teammates. Mm. You know, it's pretty special to be able to do something you love yeah. with great people. Mm. Um, and if I do step away, I'll really miss that and I'll miss the challenge. But I'm, I'm hopeful that I'll be able to find um, other things in my life that I can be be there more often mm. for my friends and family. And I think a little bit of time will help me decide whether um, whether I do go back to rowing or not.
0: Kim, did you fake your lanyard and try to get into the Boomers game? <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> oh, the Rossies.
5: No, I actually didn't. Um, a whole lot of... The rowers were staying out um, in Ipanema, close to the rowing course, and we actually all watched it there on on Beanbags pretty glad. Um, <laughs> probably wouldn't have enjoyed a night in Brazilian prison. Because this...
0: Yes, exactly. But that now, of course, that will get you in any, any sporting event in Australia. Uh, any nightclub you need to go to, just put the gold on. I couldn't on. do
5: it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, couldn't really. I feel stupid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you talked well, about family. Uh, Scott, obviously, uh, the hubby at home. Uh, how important now to get back? I think tonight you're getting heading home last
5: Heading back to Canberra, I think um, you cannot... Under say how much the people around um, our Olympians put in. Um, you know my coach has been coaching me for eleven years. He's at the boat sheds hours before I get there every morning. He puts his heart and soul into it. Um, just the support from my husband, both in the sense of understanding what it is that I'm doing. but you know, being so supportive of me being away. Have you away. seen him yet, since you got back? I've seen him th- only very briefly. Um, as it turned out, he was doing great things over working in Samoa um, when I returned from the Games. Um, so we're a bit of ships in the night. Um, but really looking forward to heading home and then heading on a honeymoon. Yeah, you got married at the end of <laughs> last yeah. year and your honeymoon's coming we up. We did, we did. I trained on the morning of the wedding and the morning after, so it'll be pretty good to have a proper break.
1: And he's booked in a canoeing trip, I think.
2: For
5: <laughs> I love you said that
0: the rowing course was beautiful because we were expecting you know the body parts and those sorts of things which had been you know publicised early. What about then just to round it out? You've obviously got the, that gold medal, and then to finish off, you got to be the flag bearer in the closing ceremony. What did that mean to you?
5: It was really special. To, to be honest, I hadn't um, I hadn't expected it, and I probably wouldn't have chosen it. I I don't feel the need to stand out from my teammates. I think. Um, The amount that everyone's put in is really special and just being able to celebrate with my mates is all I could ever ask for. Um, But that ended up being what it was. I got to huge honour and I'm so proud to be an Olympian and so it was incredibly special for me and just when the Australians finally came out at the closing ceremony, to be able to share that um, was a memory I'll cherish for a really long time.
0: Well, it was so well-deserved. Congratulations (laughs) and thanks so much for dropping in. that is wonderful you are. Thank you, Kim Brunner. Coming up... Our champ of the week. Yes, there they are, the Canberra Raiders fans applauding the remarkable decision tonight from the judiciary. Jack Whiten is clear to play. He's been found not guilty of that shoulder charge. He will be free to play on Saturday afternoon against the Sharkies. He faced the media just a short time ago. Were you surprised to get charged in the first place? Uh, yeah, it was made... Um, you know, it was just one of them tackles. It looked a bit worse than what it was, but I was
3: glad
4: to get the result. That, probably more confusion about what, what, the, what is a shoulder charge, what isn't a shoulder charge, you think, for players?
0: Yeah, definitely. I guess I'll just leave it up to the guys that wrote the book, so um, I comment not coming on that too much. you,
2: everyone.
0: Thanks, Jerry. Thank you, your Yeah, that's yes. good news. He still doesn't know what a shoulder charge is. <laughs> <laughs> and neither do be... we. go right. Time now for our Champ of the Week. And you know what? We're a little bit biased because Matt Hall was our special guest uh, just a couple of weeks ago on this very program. He's gone on to win his second consecutive Red Bull Air Race this time in the skies above Germany. Uh, Now in real contention for the title, he's just such a good bloke, a good Newcastle boy as well. Another win in the US. We'll see, in fact, him take the crown. Good old Newcastle boy. Well done, Matt Hall, our champ of the week. Thank you all for your Do You want to get Newcastle boy in one more time? <laughs> Just a good old Newcastle boy. Had nothing to do with those stupid lockout laws. <laughs> <laughs> That's his <third> of that. <laughs> Thank you for your company. Thank you for yours. See you next week. Bye bye. Thanks, Daddy. This has been a production of Fox Sports.